on this week's episode of Third and Forever. Kevin and I end things with hard knocks, and we're we're both very whelmed. But then we get onto the real stuff, where we go into our full-on season preview, where we're going to give you our predictions, which we are 100% correct at 100% of the time, for this upcoming NFL season. Three years in a row. And that's it. All right, let's go. Episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, we did it. We're here. I'm so excited. We've, so we've made, if you're listening today, it kick, kickoff is happening. Kickoff's happening in hours. It's It's been just enough time. I mean, anyone who listens, and I'm sure you know as well, uh, I was I was pretty unhappy with the way that last season ended, <laughs> and I had, I had the whole, I had all the grief. And I got through that, and then I had Aaron Rodgers' grief, and now I'm through that, and I'm I just I just, I want the pain to stop, and I know that that's probably not what's going to happen during this season, but it's just kind of the next step in my journey, so I'm really looking forward to it. To be fair, I don't think we've ever since we've been doing this, we've never been happy without a season. I've actually no. never been happy with how a season's. No, yeah, you literally yeah. haven't, and I've <laughs> and I've been kind of like. I, I guess, you know, I, I've been, I guess, happy, but it never ends the way I want it to end. So, yeah, it's hopefully this is this is our year. And, uh, you know, the Packers and the Vikings will meet in the Super Bowl somehow and uh... <laughs> just defy it. Just just even though it's literally impossible. But hey, yeah. Yeah. But we're going to talk about all of that, you know, coming up here. I think we're going to do hard knocks first, right? Yeah. So. Hard Knocks came to an end. Um, again, it was a little weird because, like, it was all anticlimactic. Like, is a lot of the time we we know who gets cut, who makes the team, and whatnot before yeah. the episode because of you know news news time, comes the flow out. Of time really but really got him. This here. year's this year's was different because we didn't have that fourth preseason game. I mean, guess the Cowboys did, but we didn't have that extra week. So we've had that weird like last weekend. You know, nothing happened. There's no. Luckily, we had college football, but we had no NFL football. So it was like, what were they going to, I was confused yeah. like what they were going to talk about. Yeah. And, 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 and full disclosure, I, I did, I did not watch hard knocks this week. So I'm going to, I'm going to lean pretty heavily on you. I was going to, mm-hmm. and then I accidentally watched uh Marvel. What if zombies? And I feel like I made the right call. <laughs> I haven't even watched that. I haven't watched the newest. What if yet, but. Um, it's all right. It's, it's weird, but yeah. I don't know. It's more interesting than hard knocks with all the people <laughs> yeah. that you knew getting cut, getting so, cut. So it was one of those things where I think this happens every year with hard knocks, unless you have like, you know, someone so polarizing, like Ocho Cinco on the Bengals or Rex Ryan, uh, with when he's with the jets, like, mm-hmm. or it makes good television, but late in the last few years, there's Antonio thought, Brown stuff on the Raiders yeah, one year. Uh, yeah. We so thought last year, yeah, we thought with the Raiders because of, you know, Gruden being so Gruden uh, that it would be entertaining. But like, I don't know. It just kind of it fell a little flat because there just weren't many compelling people. And that's what's hard. Yeah. Um, this season, there were a couple, but it, it seems it seemed like it focused on the wrong stuff. It, 
And clearly, I think a lot of that has to do with, I'm sure, Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy and the ownership group or whatever wanting to be like where they want the focus to be put on. So it's like, yeah, and I and I think that you know, kind of holistically speaking, I think that you know the production crew and all that stuff. They, I think they kind of thought that you know, Hard Knocks, it's good no matter where you put it. Almost, you know, like Hard Knocks just kind of happens and it's always it's always compelling. And that's not true. You know, you mm-hmm. have to you have to have the right you know people highlighted, the right stories told, and stuff like that. And it just kind of I don't know. It feels a little bit phoned in, especially I think they could cut hard knocks down to, you know, a tight half hour. Yeah. And and really improve the quality because there's some good stuff in there, but we don't need to watch them playing board games and this dude putting his contact in and it, it, there's just so many there's so many little moments in each episode where you just look at it and you go like, "Oh, they kept that in. Why? Yeah. Why did they do that? <laughs> like it doesn't need to be an hour." Um, yeah, and, I, and yeah. I think a lot of that, I mean, just because they didn't, I feel like this year they're probably, producers were having a tough time being like, what, finding content. We didn't have anything, you know, there was no, yeah. like, we didn't really see much of, I, not, not, I don't I don't know if this is like, from what my point of view of not following the Cowboys, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of personality on that team, which is weird because I had a team like with Zeke and CeeDee Lamb and all that, and there's just no one really jumps out, I guess. So there's well, just I th- not. I think part of the problem with those high-profile guys too, when you focus on them so much, is that you know, to a certain extent, maybe they're going to show you a little something. And we talked last week about you know rehabbing Zeke's image and kind of getting no Dak a little bit better. But those super famous guys, a, it's not very interesting because you know they're going to make the team, yep. and b, they're kind of, you know, they're moving within. This is they're not trying to make waves. They're not they're not you know, they're they're actively trying, I'd say, to kind of not do anything fun or remotely controversial or anything like that, because they're superstars and they kinda know and it's almost like watching, you know, somewhere in between real life and like a post game press conference where it's all just canned answers and stuff, and it's it's less interesting when you have those high profile guys. Right. Um yeah, I mean so, this episode. There yeah, yeah. Run, run I, me through things. I know you, you the didn't watch, but yeah. Um, the, the only is one ben that Ben really, okay. <laughs> the only thing is, so I, I what I did notice is they brought in all the people. Like usually, you know, you're on cut day. You don't want your phone to ring. You don't want to hear that. And mm-hmm. all the ones except for Azur Kamara, who did make the 53 man roster, um, the defensive end for his special team ability. They like his upside a lot. His ceiling. Uh, so he made it and it didn't seem like well, there was much of nice. a debate. Yeah. It didn't seem like there was much of a debate with him. I mean, um, if it but, was going to be one of them, I'd say it's probably the guy on defense just given the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, they, they only went, cause they had four quarterbacks and it looks like they're only going with Dak and Cooper rush. Um, but Mike McCarthy did make a comment and said, well, it was cause it was, um, Jerry Jones that did say, what about, you know, Danucci? Um, is he going to be a practice squad kind of guy? Yeah. And so yeah. Mike McCarthy said, you know, that's a thing we like him because it's hard because he's only a second year guy. He was a first year last year. And so I mean, he, he started a game for them last year. He didn't do great, but he started a game and, um, and he's been so, in the system and he's kind of one yeah, of those guys and they that said, like, no one's going to poach him. Comment where he said, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't want to give up on a second year. You know, we don't, you know, with a quarterback, some, they might not hit right away. And, it's one of those things where, you know, want to have some time with him and 
So they were able to retain him on the practice squad. And, um, and same thing with Isaac Alarcon, the offensive lineman from Mexico. He's going to be on the practice squad again. Same Mom thing used with, that, uh, that uh, prayer way too early. Yeah. Same thing with Hardy. She, uh, he, he's, uh, on the practice squad, I believe. Um, and so like everyone else, it seems to be brought back, but it was interesting. They all brought them all in a big meeting room. And, uh, I think it was McCarthy came in with the guy of the player personnel, VP player personnel came in and they all just like told them, all right, so you're all going to be, you know, released or cut today or, or waived today, put on waivers. Yeah. Younger guys, teams can come and you just basically told them it was like a max, like a mass execution. I was like, what? usually they call mm-hmm. them in one by one and it just, then I guess Mike, yeah, they, they got him, they got him all up at the gallows. And you know, if there's yeah. one thing Mike McCarthy is, it's uh, efficient when he has to do his job, <laughs> he wants to be doing his job as little amount of time as, as humanly possible. So that really doesn't shock me at all. He's got massages to go get, you know. Exactly. He's like, I can't sit here all day in these meetings. Just, <laughs> I got an appointment. Just get them all together. I'll just tell them at once, and then you know, I'll go buy more shirts. And there was a there was an interesting thing I saw where they they showed it. In the, it was one of the last images where it was a a shot of a, a banner that was hung above before a big meeting room. Where it spelled like Super Bowl, like history, like Dallas Cowboys, and it said like victory, and be- between each letter of V I C T O R Y, there was a, there's Super Bowl a Lombardi Trophy with the date, but the last one, uh, it they left like it was not shaded in, it was kind of just like the outline, and it said mm-hmm. 2021. So like because they didn't have enough to fill it, so they're like, oh, it's being real ambitious and i'm like ah uh, i don't know about that that always that always goes super well that's the kind of thing that always ages really well and you don't have to throw away later when you don't get it yeah and, it, and it's one of those things where sure there was a team that was like you know the four win uh like the 14 and or four and 12 niners went from then to 13 and 3 the next mm-hmm. year but that's a whole lot of difference there like between them and the Cowboys. And yeah, and it's happened once, and it kind of it reminds me of those those shirts they had for every, all the playoff teams last season that were like one not done, like W O N one not yeah. done. And I was like, most of these are gonna age. All of these except for one are gonna age so poorly. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you're not gonna want them unless you're, you know, one of fourteen teams. So, yeah, yeah I I don't know. That seems very Cowboys though, and I'm sure. I'm sure Jerry loves it. Someone probably threw that idea at him and he ate it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's go into our let's go into our predictions. I'm done talking with Hard Knocks until until next year. Hard Knocks. I do Hard Knocks. Or we're going to be very excited, but a lot of that's just because we're just craving NFL football. That's the other thing um, is Hard Knocks, like lowest bar in the world for Hard Knocks. Yeah. Because yeah. people are just chomping at the bit. But yeah. All right. I we can get into. Do you want to do? How do you want to do this? You want to break it up by conference? So, yeah, I think what we should do is go through um, – I, so here's what I have. I, I was going through this, you know, playoff predictor thing or whatever, and I always feel when I do – like when I individually click games throughout the season for like uh-huh. every team, the records are always super wonky. Like the good teams are way – their records are way too good. Yep. Bad teams, their records are way too bad. You, you have a bunch of like, you know, 16 and 1, 15 and 2, and then you have a bunch of like 0 and 17 teams. Yeah, like I'm like, so this is where I – this is where I feel. I feel that my 
standing in the division is how I want it. Okay. So I'm going to say I'll, I'll, I can say a record, but it's going to be like within a couple games. Obviously, because like you said earlier, before we started, you know, recording, there's a randomness to the NFL. There's always some mind boggling games that I, in my good conscience, cannot just pick because I'm like, there's no way that could happen. But then it happens, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I I agree with that, and so I think I mean if we kind of we don't have to stick to legit records or anything like that, yeah. but if we say division I think winners, is, and I'll then, have my seating right. Yeah, playoff seating. Yeah, that 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 should be good enough that you know I mean we don't have to get the exact records right. We're going to get the seating right anyway, and then no one can judge us for it. So exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's go with the AFC side just because NFC that you know we got more you know stake in the NFC so. You're not, not going to like my NFC spoiler alert, but whatever. <laughs> let's uh, let's start with the let's go out west. Let's go to the AFC West. Probably one, maybe the easiest division um to kind of uh, predict here. Yeah, and I don't know about you, I have a sneaking suspicion that we both have the Kansas City Chiefs taking this division. Yeah, I will pr- say pretty comfortably. I have for me, I have them barely getting it. Okay. I like the Chargers a lot. I think the Chargers are good on both sides of the ball, and I think that I think that Vegas stinks, and I think that Denver's not very good. So those are a couple wins that you know both Kansas City and Los Angeles are going to end up with, and yeah. So Kansas City at the top, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone's really going to be shocked by that. Okay. Uh, do you have them as your? Where do you have them seated? Kansas area? City, I have seated at two. Okay. I have that. I have them. I I have them one, um, but there's some caveats with that. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, very close. I, I I mean I have I also have the Chargers getting in there, um, being second in the division. Uh, yep. I had it currently slated like eleven and six. I think ten and seven maybe. Like you said, I. This is my issue with the Chargers. I'm every year I'm big on that. I'm like, oh wow, look at the look at the Chargers got a good good got a good team going. Got a I like it. And then they always just and you know, and I'm with I'm with you on that for many reasons: injuries, quarterback play, whatever. Many different reasons for it. But so, Justin Herbert is my response to that because last year, true rookie, had a really nice season. Some would say, including the people who have the actual decision, uh, the rookie of the year performance. So. I think that, you know, with him kind of under center in his second year, a lot of quarterbacks do kind of make a second year jump and become really proficient. And I think that that's probably going to happen to him. So I really like the Chargers this year. I, I'm going the other way. I think he's going to regress a little bit from last year. I think I, that I think that you, I think he won't be, your hatred be of a little Keenan more... Allen is dragging Keenan. down your uh, ranking <laughs> I like of the Chargers. I like Keenan Allen. I have nothing no, wrong with you Keenan Allen. It's, Keenan Allen. It's the 12 Chargers fans that come out of the woodwork every, I don't know, five, six years, and they have a team that they can think they can be really good. I'm like, your, you're in a division with Your Kansas beef City. with the Chargers Twitter account is is but clearly coloring. I don't really have one here. with them. I mean, it, <laughs> the official Chargers Twitter account. Yeah, basically. Um, uh, I Then I, I do have Denver third, uh, yep, and then same. I have the Ra- Raiders fourth, and I think there's going to be an overhaul with – Mike Mayock and probably Gruden too. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I I have the Raiders doing quite badly this year. I think I have them in my, you know, bottom four to five teams. Yeah. Uh, They're going to have a high-profile draft pick next season. Yep. Yeah. Um, All right, let's go. Let's let's go to the east. Let's go opposite side of the coast, or opposite of the country here. All right. This one... This is such a fun division now is, that all the yeah, quarterbacks like, are new and shiny. Oh, the oldest it. quarterback is Josh Allen. Like we said, I think last week where he's yeah, he's a 25. grizzled vet now. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I have the Bills taking this division. Um, I do as well. I think it's. I have them fourteen and three slated right now. Again, that's a crazy record, but not as crazy as fifteen and two, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I know that's what I have the Chiefs. At. I mean, like literally. Those yeah. I'm like I think one of those two teams will win 15 games. Um, yeah, and I have Buffalo overall number one in the AFC. You know, a game yeah. ahead of the Chiefs, and I I definitely wouldn't be shocked if that flips and it looks more like what you're talking about. But yep. either way, I think they're gonna have a pretty awesome season. I also have uh, Miami in the playoffs um, as a wild card. And, you know, several games back from the Bills. But I think that Miami, with the additions that they've made and hopefully with some progress from Tua, that I don't think Tua's awesome, but I think he'll be better this year than he was last year. He was pretty underwhelming last year. I think that that team is a contender, mm-hmm. at least, to, you know, to make the playoffs, to make a wild card spot. I You know, I don't think they'll be able to make a, a deep push, but I think they can win 10 games. See, and I went opposite. I I like I liked Tua coming out. I wanted, but I I'm just like, someone's got to have a bad showing, and I don't think he's able to get the offense going. I think Will Fur- Will Fuller doesn't never lives up to expectation. Devontae Parker kind of fizzles, and that offense never gets going. Defense is on the field a lot, and they just can't keep up. And I have them missing the playoffs. Um, do you have anyone the Jets. from huh? this division? Do you have anyone from this division uh, making a wild card then or no? I do. I do. I, I'm i I'm all Bill aboard Mac Jones train. Yeah, there it is. I'm all aboard. I think it's not going to be a deep playoff run, but it's going to be a back to, you know, their normal Patriot ways sooner than people expect. Um, I just... I I think you're one year early. I don't I don't think it's impossible, but I'm looking at the weapons he has in this team and I'm not seeing, you know, a high profile receiver. I don't know, Damian Harris is a is a How fine running back, but just disrespect Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers. <laughs> How dare you born in two they tight Hunter ends. Henry and Johnny Smith, they just gotta go back to the dual tight end what they did before yeah I just I don't know I don't see it I think this will be a learning year for Mac Jones and I think that I I have the Jets and New England not you know completely in the dumpster but having a sub 500 season and finishing pretty close to each other I think it's kind of a similar situation honestly with the rookie quarterbacks I just I don't see either one of them you know putting together sustained success this year my only my only difference with them is I like Robert Sala, but Bill Belichick's you know the greatest coach of all time. So I I think that's and I think this defense is what really keeps them of like you know yeah, doing but, really well. But Cam was the heart and soul of this team. They're gonna have to rewrite all of the like 
you know, posters on the walls because they got to stop using this silly font and stuff. So nah. it's it's going to be a huge distraction. Nah. <laughs> All right. So you have we both have the Bills taking it. You have the Dolphins as a wild card. I have the Patriots as a wild card. Yes. Um, all right. And let's go to the North. The North. This is an interesting one. This yeah. is where we might differ. I don't know. Um, who, who do you have taken the North overall? I have the Cleveland Browns winning the division. This is I, this is pretty boring because so do I. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think. I, I know we, we everyone was super early on the Cleveland Browns trade uh, a couple years ago, and when OB basically when OBJ got there. Yeah. But I don't. I think now that they know their identity, they know their focus is with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And in a couple of years in that Stefanski system, especially yeah. for Baker, is is pretty huge. It's, yeah. It's kind of understated, I think. Their everyone, defense is very solid. Yeah, and everyone makes the argument that oh, uh, Baker's better without OBJ ignoring the fact that, I mean, OBJ is a very talented guy. He's kind of nuts, but uh, looking past that, oh, Baker did better in the second half of the season than the first half of the season is what you're saying. And if you say that taking a superstar wide receiver away from him makes him better, then you're overlooking the fact that he's just getting more comfortable in the offense. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. And it's like, you, you put OBJ in there, they're going to be better. Like he's not a minus to your team. No, and he's not a top five receiver like he no. used to be, but he's definitely not detracting from it. So I think with mm-hmm. him back this season and, you know, the rest of their team, Landry, Chubb, uh, Hunt, everybody looked really good last year. Their defense is, you know, getting not to better. Mention they, they arguably have the best offensive line in football. Yep. Um, and their defense. R.I.P. And- Joe Thomas. Yeah. Um, you know, and their defense is they have playmakers at every level. I mean, this is yeah, this is not this is I think a lot of it is has to do with people still having the old image of the Cleveland Browns being burned. in their I, I mean, memory. It, it takes many years for that stink to wash off. And it is. I mean, they had a primetime playoff win and all that stuff last year that everybody they saw kicked the crap out of a division rival that had and been they, put and in their head in the toilet. And they almost beat the Chiefs. They yeah. almost beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and so I think that people have kind of forgotten that and we're falling back into the, you know, I don't think anyone's saying the Browns are going to be terrible this year, but they're not giving them the credit that I think that they deserve. Yeah. And then kind of the flip side of that, I have Baltimore squeaking in at the seven seed, and I have Pittsburgh missing the playoffs entirely. I I think that Big Ben, speaking on Pittsburgh side of things, is halfway off that cliff. Their mm-hmm. offensive line is really bad, and their defense is good, but it's not enough to carry. And I think they have playmakers in the skill positions, but it's just not going to be an effective unit. And so yeah. I have them a little bit under 500 and missing the playoffs. Do you, do you I, agree yeah, with that? I, I have them at nine and eight. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be right around that 500. And that's that's mainly, you know, defense winning games for them. And I really like their playmakers. You know, like Deontay Johnson, he's great. Deontay, um, Claypool. Claypool's and great. I think Najee's going to be pretty good. Najee but... should be good. Their running game will be better. But like, like I said, they're one of the worst running game in the NFL last year. So it's not hard to beat that. Um, but I, I agree. I, I, I just don't think big Ben, well, it, he, we saw it last year mm-hmm. a little bit. I just, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's the I worst the combination Ravens. too. For, I have the for, Ravens ahead too. 
I I don't. I have, I worry about the injuries. They have way too many injuries already. I like their defense a lot still. Um, yeah, the the injuries are not good, and I think that for the most part, their offense will still be effective, kind of like we outlined uh, last week. Although in that time, uh, another running back for the Ravens got hurt and is out for the season. Uh, Justice Hill. Yeah. Um, yeah, he tore his Achilles, so he's done. And they're signing Lev Bell, which is totally so not their a, practice squad. A desperate so you, he was on, yeah, he got signed to their practice squad, but he'll he'll be he'll touch the ball at some point this season. But yeah, I'm sure But yeah, I think that they'll be fine. I think their defense again is really good. I think they're just kind of a slightly better version of Pittsburgh because I view Lamar as a much you know better quantity, a better engine for your offense to run through than Big Ben at this stage in his career. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say before, Big Ben and that offensive line, it's the worst combination you could have because, I mean, there might not be a less mobile quarterback in the NFL. I know, and, yeah. You know, able to kind of move and adjust. So um, do you have the Ravens making the playoffs, though? I do. I have okay. the Ravens making the playoffs. Yep. I, uh, I j- just because I the AFC South doesn't really – I only have one of those teams making it. Yeah. Um, and – then two obviously from the other ones so yeah uh, I, and i guess I ravens yeah. yeah should we should we touch on the Bengals? Bengals, i i have them kind of being that five six maybe seven wins yeah i see them parting ways with zach taylor i just yeah, i don't I, I think that if they have a season like that that's definitely in the cards and i do expect them to have a season like that i think mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of what you want to make about the draft picks this season, they didn't make any significant moves to get better. No. Um, at least long-term moves. You know, Jamar Chase, maybe he turns out to be good. Stories from preseason and training camp kind of sound like the opposite. And also, yep. I mean, Joe Burrow is coming back from a catastrophic knee injury. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a fan of Joe Burrow. I hope he comes back and plays great. But... It's very possible that, you know, you just sometimes you can't get back to that level again with it, whether it's mental or physical. I mean, the fact that he's back playing, you know, less than a year after what happened to him is crazy and awesome. And I think that he's like I said, I'm a fan, but I just don't see, you know, him bouncing right back and, and picking up where he left off where he was having a really nice season last year. Well, and, and their defense, you know, they have Jesse Bates, who's a great safety. But and Trey Waynes is out again. Um, their top corners are, you know, Eli Apple and and uh, I don't even know what his name what his name is. Either way, not good. So I mean, they are their defense is a little bit in shambles. Yes, they got Trey Hendrickson from the Saints, but like, is it really that great, or was he just really good across from Cameron Jordan? Don't know. Yeah, so, and it's and it's definitely not enough to contend with the offenses in their division with Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. There's there's no way that they're going to be able no. to hang in games with any of those teams. No. I wouldn't be shocked if they go 0-6 in the uh, division this year. Yeah, I think that's what I have them doing. Um, all right. So, so I guess, do, you, do you want to go? Oh, yeah, okay. So we got AFC South still. I got Tennessee, and I bet you do too. I do. Yeah. Uh, close, but I do. Uh, I think the culture. Colts are going to be right there. It's going to be coming down to like, you know, the last few weeks, but I just think that, you know, Derrick Henry will be hot in December and, uh, as he always is. Him. And I think that, I mean, Tennessee is going to have 
a pretty good offense. This Their year. defense is just the biggest thing holding them back. I Their mean, defense is a question mark, but when you look at it in the context of their division, the Colts have a good defense, but Houston and Jacksonville terrible. are going to be terrible this year. They are two of my, you know, kind of bottom five teams. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I think, yeah, I have Houston being absolutely abysmal, and I have Jacksonville, you know, getting a handful of wins. I think there's a there's a learning process for Trevor Lawrence, and the team is. You know, they got some guys, but they're just, they're not very talented at the moment. So yeah. I don't have them doing a whole lot either. And then you got Indy with Carson Wentz. I have them right around 500, which in the AFC, I don't think is going to be enough to make a wild card this year. No, I, I don't, I don't think so either. Um, I think I had them when I was doing this thing, like I said, give or take a few wins, but I actually had them both at 11 and six the way I, when I, was messing with their games and mm-hmm. but the tiebreakers go to Tennessee. I have them winning the division uh, or all their division games, I suppose. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, cause I it just, all depends I on Carson Wentz, obviously. Yeah. It all depends on Carson Wentz, but also I just, I don't know. I, I see a huge hole in the Colts offense at wide receiver. I've heard a lot of buzz about Michael Pittman and I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I feel like, people are seeing tape that I I am not seeing on Michael Pittman. I don't think he's like terrible, but he's 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 just like small and skinny. I don't know. I don't I don't see how everyone thinks that he's just going to pick up right where, you know, TY Hilton left off like 3 years ago. I mean, Michael Pittman's he's you know, he's 6'4". I mean, he, he <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, six, he's like 6'4", 220. So I, I mean, I only saw looks him that way, but like He's yeah. not that small. Okay. I mean, and there's a chance that, I don't know, I saw him, I specifically remember, you know, the, the Packer Colt game last season. And I remember thinking like, this is a dude, you can tell a lot of guys out there, you know, they're rookies cause they look like rookies. They're like visibly smaller or at least like thinner than everybody else. So maybe he's packed on. So maybe I need to like, like follow Mike, Michael, Michael Pittman, Pittman on Instagram. For your, ref- for your reference, he's, he's bigger in stature than Devonte Adams. Hmm. But, but I know he looks like probably because he do, only doesn't he doesn't wear anything on his arms. So whenever a receiver does that, when they just wear like gloves and really tight shoulder pads, mm-hmm. their jersey, they look super like like Michael Thomas looked that way too. Maybe I'm having like body dysmorphia for him and remembering probably. him like as less. I mean, how impressive. many Colts? How many Colts games do you watch? <laughs> I mean, I don't watch that many Colts games, but he was kind of a big, uh, you know, name that a lot of people were excited about. Kind yeah, of, I, I like Michael Pittman. I mean, yeah, if it was like Paris Campbell, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, oh, sure, because he's tiny. But I don't know. Michael, I like Michael Pittman. but Well, we'll see. But either way, I just, I don't know. I don't think that Carson Wentz is is the Carson Wentz he used to be a couple of years ago. I don't think he's ever really gotten back to that level uh, before his injury that season that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And I don't see him coming in and fixing all the problems in Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, all right, so it looks like our AFC division winners are all the same: Kansas City, Buffalo, Cleveland, and Tennessee. Yeah, and I think cards. we probably have those in a slightly different order. Actually, I bet we just flip Buffalo and Kansas City. And that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because you have you have Tennessee fourth, probably. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then wild cards. Um, I, I have know. I have Chargers, Dolphins, and Ravens in that order. Okay, mine's gonna be. Um, Ravens, Patriots, Chargers. So, 
So yeah. we have one difference in team. our like AFC East wildcard team, and then some yep. some differences in the order. So yeah, yeah, that that seems to scan. Yeah. All right. Uh, going to the NFC. Let's. Okay, we gotta uh, let's... do. We gotta do North last. Yes, of course. We will start with the divi- we'll start with the Super Bowl champion because we will be seeing them today. If you're listening, do it yep. when this is posted. Let's start with the NFC South. Um, big changing of the guard after last year. Um, yep. The Saints kind of been running that division for the last few years, and well, their spending spree had to come to an end. They lost a lot of people. Um, I'm assuming, unless you're going to surprise me here. The Falcons uh, the are same, running away with it. No, <laughs> we have the no, same winner here. Yeah, it's Tampa Bay the defending champ, Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, and I have them, you know, at, at the top of the NFC in general, yeah, much less the I NFC do. South. I have them pretty much head and shoulders about everybody else in the NFC South. I I think, I mean, they're returning all their starters. It's it's very easy to make an argument for the Bucks this year. Yeah. Because it's the same team that just won the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, there's I mean, no reason to say, well, it's going to be different because of this. Like, it's, a, it's a big old don't overthink it. Yeah. And you have – and then I had I actually ended up with uh, New Orleans and Carolina both uh, kind of in the, the 500 neighborhood at the exact same uh, a record. And I think that that's kind of – I don't even know – I feel like I might be giving the Saints too much credit because, you know, a new quarterback under center, they still have Kamara, but they're going to be without Michael Thomas for a big chunk of the season. And behind him, they don't really have much of anybody. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the Saints, I guess? Um, I I think that they're, they're not going to be – I don't have them as a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that the complete change of – Everything that they've known for the last, you know, 20 odd year or close to 20 years will be the, you know, is going to it's going to have a lot of ripple effects. So I I don't think that Jameis will have a bad year. He'll have he definitely won't be a 30 30 again, Um, but he's going to go out and throw, you know, probably 15 picks um, at least 15 touchdowns. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's going to be an interesting year because they're there's no one to catch the ball. It's a similar situation with uh, the Colts is that they, with Michael Thomas being out, a lot of unproven guys, a lot of unknown people, like big buzz about Marcus Calloway, but yeah. I, and, and it kind of reminds me of, I feel like it's going to be, it's going to look very similar to how the Patriots looked last year, where yeah. it's just, it's impossible to bounce back from that franchise face you know, your all-time best quarterback, quarterback, you know, yeah. whether it's walking out the door or whether it's retiring, there's there's going to be kind of a lull year, at least yeah. one, even if you have someone lined up that you're happy with. And so, yeah, I don't I don't have them making a whole lot of noise this year. And like I have them being competitive basically in every single game. They're not going to – I mean, they're going to be right on the – Playoff, they're they're a the well coached team and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I don't I don't think they're going to be terrible, but I don't have them really threatening that much. No. Um. So I I have the the uh, the Bucks kind of sealing up that division pretty early, probably being the earliest anyone could. Um, yeah, the earliest clinch. I I yeah. think that's pretty safe bet. And then for me, I I honestly have the 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 Panthers and Falcons. You could f- toss a coin 
where they finish. I think they're going to, you know, be right around that five wins. Like, I don't know. A lot of weirdness. New coach, new regimes, kind of. I mean, Matt Rule's obviously been there for Carolina, but new quarterback for him, CMC coming back. Not great receivers. They lost Curtis Samuel. Yes, they still have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, but like, eh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I think I, I would give the edge to Carolina, but only by yeah. a little bit. Um, I think that I I think that Sam Bradford might surprise people this year. I think he might like Sam Darnold or Sam Darnold. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, I think that whatever his name is, Mono Boy, uh, he's gonna have. Uh, a, a kind of a quiet, nice season this season. I yeah. mean, he's got weapons. He's got CMC, which I imagine as a quarterback, I, I I guess you'd want any you know awesome running back. But I bet having CMC to catch balls and just kind of boost your numbers a little bit that way would be really nice. Yeah. Um, but kind of the same story for me with New Orleans, where I just I don't see either of those teams being relevant. I don't think we need to beat up the Falcons. They're they're not going to be good. Yeah. Um, Calvin Ridley's awesome. But other than that, Kyle Pitts has a lot of potential. He could be cool. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Pitts will be good next year. Yeah, Mike. I think Mike Davis will have a good year for Atlanta. I just yeah, he'll be fine. I don't know. <laughs> is what it is their defense is a, is in shambles still. So yeah. I have no idea what's going on there. Yeah, first um, year head coach too and stuff like that. So all right, let's go to the NFC East. Uh, I want to save the last two just probably because mm-hmm. you know those are the most interesting divisions. Um, NFC East. I have this all four is... of these teams making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, nuts. Could you imagine? Um, I actually do have two teams making the playoffs from this division. I, I do as well, but only two. Yeah. I think we probably have the same two. Which um, one do you have winning it, though? The Eagles or the Giants? Okay, I'll stop making jokes. Um, I actually... I actually have the boys winning the division. Really? I do. Um, I just because I think that the Washington football team's defense will kind of regress a little bit. Their defensive line, like I, I think that they are awesome. Like they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase Young is, is going to be very good for a very long time, but I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick will have a little too, he can be a little too manic. And I think it's going to, even with Ron Rivera, I think that they're going to be a very good team. But I think the Cowboys' offense is, looks really good. Um, yeah. I think Dak's set for a Comeback Player of the Year award. I think that this is, you know, it's just their defense that will be better. You know, a lot of shootouts again. But Yeah, and I think be better. between those two teams, I think that both offenses are going to be good. I, I bet Dallas' offense will be a, a bit better. But I think that Washington's defense will be way better than the Dallas defense. So I think that's more where I have Washington taking that division. I have Dallas right behind him. I'll be chomping at the bit, uh, you know, or, or you know, at their heels the entire season. But I think I think it's time for the football team to take a division title one of these years. Well, they won last year. Oh yeah, I guess it's well. I don't give them credit for that. And it was Taylor like, Taylor Heineke fell apart. Taylor Heineke going yep. <laughs> trying to trying to defeat fend off Tom Brady. Well, let me, let me let me rephrase. I think that the football team is a lucky name, and they're going to keep winning it until they change their name to the Presidents or whatever the fuck. Or the Red about. Hogs. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is a Red Hog? Clearly a hog that's red, Kevin. I mean, <laughs> come on, red hog got red paint, red hog. 
Uh, all right. And, and then, then, I mean, yeah, the I, other, the I other have two the Eagles and Giants pretty terrible. I have them both completely in the dumpster. It's really, you know, a tale of of two halves of this. I'm not division. a Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones believer. I'm not. No, much as I love D Jones and all that he represents, um, and I, I don't think that Jalen Hurts is bad. I just think that the Eagles are bad yeah. around him. It's gonna be way too much for him to have to make up for. Yeah, so that, I don't know if there's much to really say about those two. No. All right, let's go out west, NFC West. Uh, this is such a fun division because I have all four teams at 10 wins or higher. Wow. I yeah. do not. I don't. Oh, what you think the Cardinals are going to fall apart? I I don't th- I don't think the Cardinals will be able to string consistent play on defense together, especially in this division. I just they are the they're the worst team in this division and it's going to show. Um and they I'm pretty sure they have a pretty tough schedule too. Um, yeah, well, so I have I have San Francisco taking the division. What, what, so do what, I. Okay, yep. so we both agree on that because yep. hopefully the injury bug has migrated to Baltimore this year and San Francisco's yep. entire team will not explode. Yeah. Um, and I have them you know, taking the division by a game or two, um, yep. but having overall a pretty nice season, I actually think the Niners are going to be quite good this year. Yeah, I think I have them winning 13 games. Yeah, with their offense and I think a delayed but inevitable transition to Trey Lance mm-hmm. at some point. I mean, you have weapons on that offense. You have running backs, so it doesn't matter because they're the Niners and they'll be good no matter what. Yep. Um, you got Kittle, you got Ayuk, you got Debo, and their defense is also awesome. So I really don't see much weakness in the Niners this year. No, I don't either. Um, I think they're set for a big bounce back. Um and then I I have the Rams I have the Rams second in that division taking a I, wild spot as well I did as well and also yeah taking taking a wild card spot and uh, I, I yeah so I have the Rams second in the division and I think that you know the Matt Stafford addition is going to help them and I kind of see the Rams as like two percent better than they were last year mm-hmm. I don't think a lot has changed really no except for I mean. They didn't use Cam Akers last year, and they were going to use him this year, and then he got hurt, so they can't use yeah. him. So it's kind of like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really change anything at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, I have them behind the Niners, but still very nice season, definitely a wild card team. And, and yeah, like, like I said, is is Matt Stafford an upgrade over Jared Goff? Yes. Is it, as, is it as big of an upgrade as a lot of people or Rams fans are expecting? No. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. I, I Matt, Matthew Stafford... I I think that if he had not had that mic'd up video in his rookie year where he like oh with the with this the collarbone or whatever. or whatever yeah where he got laid out and then he made the play he went in there if he didn't have that the trajectory of his career would be completely different like he's always gotten a pass for being just tough. on terrible teams and like he always gets the oh but you know he's just so tough and he's just so resilient it's it's on his fault. Then you have other inspiration. Yeah. But then you have other people that it's like, well, that's just garbage time stats. You know, it's their fault. It's like, Oh, I wonder who you're talking about with that. But yeah, (laughs) I don't know how many times Dustin Baker, shout out Dustin Baker. Um, how many times he has to pull up the first, like every parameter you can think of first a hundred starts last 50 starts. I mean, all every parameter that you can think of between Stafford and cousins, and they're either equal or Kirk's better. And I'm like, I don't, 
understand it's it's just how media how narratives are created i don't know so 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 they're both okay but not great is that what we're landing on they're they're both borderline top 10 quarterbacks and they're what you what i call them in the elite no but can you win games with them absolutely i mean it's just it's just it's just the difference of narrative I made, I made a small face, but oh, we're going to, we're going to, you can't see it. So I want to make sure that you knew, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, do you want, can you come down off the soapbox so we can talk about the Seahawks? <laughs> yeah, I suppose I have them missing the playoffs. I think they're going to be um, bit of a, uh, like, like last year, but yeah. not effective. And I just, they just can't figure out their identity on offense. I have them barely making the playoffs. I have them in Arizona with the same record and a 1-1 split head-to-head, so I just kind of decided ah, I didn't so want to I do see, all my tiebreakers. where this is going. Yeah, if you've been following along so far with your math, um, there's only there's one card, playoff huh? spot yeah, available um, in the NFC North. Uh, do, do you just want to go there? Do we want to segue? Yeah. Uh, I, I have the, the Packers winning the North. How about you? Yes. I also have the Packers winning the North. <laughs> okay, see, so I'm not just, like, being a homer, though. No, but, like, I, I have the I have the Vikings missing the playoffs by one game. Okay. And that's, I mean, I, I feel like that's not the least fair thing I've ever done. Like, it's not like I'm out here saying you guys are going to go 3-14. and 14. I think well, that, that the Vikings are better this literally year. literally every shred of credibility you have. You don't have that many for only three games. Yeah. Well, what? So, what do you have the Vikings finishing at? Because let's just let's just dive into the meat of this. I have it very close. I have both Vikings and Packers going five and one in the division, splitting clearly with the with each other. With the um, Lions. Oh. And I have the Packers at twelve and five, and I have the Vikings at eleven and six. Which is, if you recall, if you can think back way back when we did our floor ceiling predictions, I said our floor was the 9-8, and eight, and our ceiling was 13-4, and four, and I said we'll most likely be in the middle around 11-6. and six. So I have you I, guys at your floor, so we agree. I mean, I said I'm in the middle of my floor. <laughs> yeah, so. but but I'm, I'm in your range, so I didn't break any rules. I mean, there, there, I look at, my, look at our schedule. There are, let me see here, a um, few key games. I mean, the Cleveland Browns, that's a key game, obviously. The Ravens. Uh, you guys have a tough schedule. So do the Packers, the That's, Niners, yeah. the Steelers, and the Rams. Those are like the five out of division games or out of conference sometimes games that you know could go either way. That's going to make or break. If we win, you know, two or three of those, you know, right around eleven and six, possibly better. If we lose all those, then we're probably at our floor um, at nine and eight. So it just it, those are the key games, obviously. Um, I, I would be – I'm not going to sit here and say we're winning the division, we're doing that, you know, all that because, like, I'm I'm also extremely realistic. Credibility. <laughs> so I, I do think that the Packers will regress from their 13-3s and threes seasons that they've had um, just because our schedules are very difficult. I think that Rodgers, while, yes, he will have a good year, a great year, He's not going to have a year like last year. Um, defense is a big question mark too. With you know, new defensive coordinator. I know I like Joe Barry, but I it's change, so you never know 
how that's going to be, if it's going to be positive or negative, or it's going to take some time probably. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have people like, you know, the Vikings, obviously we invested a lot in the defense. Um, going to be a lot harder to run on this year. And if the acquisitions do what they're, you know, brought in to do, it's obviously going to be better than last year, which is pretty terrible. We were still really good on third down. So I, I, a lot of it's not like a scheme issue. Scheme's going to be the same. Um, and if offense stays what it was last year, which it should. Obviously, losing Irv Smith hurts, but it's not like we run through a tight end like the Chiefs do. Yeah, so. and, and I, don't think, I don't think that we're really that far away from each other. I think no. we are several of those kind of coin toss 50-50 games. I definitely think that the Vikings are going to be better than they were last year, and mm-hmm. I don't think that the Packers are going to be like better than they were last year. I don't think that they're going to regress a ton, at least as a team. I mean, individual stats will it's probably have some like regression the to the retreat, mean. But... Coming, like getting back to the mean, whether that's yeah. for the better or for the worse. That's all. Whenever I make these predictions, it's kind of what I always do. That's why you don't, I'm not going to be like sitting here, you know, the Bucks are going to go 17 and 0 and like, you know, you, like there's games that we're going to have that we just think that's, Oh, that's a sure win. Like, well, you know. here, you you want to know how I because I'm not that way because I have the Detroit Lions going 0 and 17. <laughs> See, I have them 1 and 16 when I was doing my thing, but I'm like, they're surely they have to win more than that. I I had like, when I when I first did it, I had Detroit and Houston both going 0 and 17, and I thought, oh, I should bump Houston up, so I got them up to 1 and 16, and I was like, I looked at Detroit, I'm like, nah, that looks that looks about right to me, so we're gonna keep it that way and see if they can be the first team in NFL history to go 0-16 and 0-17. See, I think what you might have just done here, that's what I was afraid of doing, especially on a team that I play not only once but twice, you open the door to you being the one win that they get. Nah, when, when have I ever jinxed myself with yeah. anything on this podcast? <laughs> how, uh, about, how about the Bears? What do you got for the Bears? I have the Bears around 500. Um, it just depends on how soon they employ Justin Fields. Um, I well, just, well, he's he's employed. Well, I, he has I, a job. Not not the term of employ that I'm implying. De- de- deploy is that what you mean? Like that's what I meant to say. Yeah, so, English major over here. It's just a matter of when they want to. Like I mean, he's clearly the best quarterback on the roster, and it's absurd that he's not going to be starting. Um, I get that they don't want to have a Trubisky 2.0 situation, but he's a very different quarterback. So I I, I don't know. I think that they're going to hold on to Dalton for the, maybe the first month. And then they're going to bring Justin Fields in, and he'll yeah. win a couple games. And then, you know, they're There's just they're, be... old. they're just an old team. Mm-hmm. There's going to be at least a handful of games where they have Dalton in there. It's not going to be a one-and-done or even probably a two-and-done. And, done. and no. I have them – I ended up with them going 4-13 this year just yeah. based on my predictions. And if that happens, I think Matt Nagy is looking for work. He should be. He, he definitely should be after, you know – Last year, or whatever it was, but they made the playoffs because yeah. we dug a giant hole for ourselves. But <laughs> yeah, so um, so what are your your total NFC standings then? So I have I I have the Bucks taking the one seed. I have the Niners at the two seed um, with their division, and then I have the Packers at the three seed, and the the Cowboys at the four. Um, so those are my division winners and their seeds. Then for the wild card. 
this is where it obviously, you know, could change. I have the, I have right now, as I put it in here, I guess with tiebreakers, I have the Vikings at the five, the Rams at the six, and the Washington football team rounding out at the seventh. Ooh, so this is a little bit spicier than our AFC stuff. We're a little bit farther apart here because I have, I, I too have Tampa Bay at one, and I have Washington at two. Whoa. Washington at two, San Francisco at three, and Green Bay at four. And wow. all th- and those two through four all have the same record, but there are head-to-head tiebreakers involved where I know that the Packers, they play the football team. I'm pretty sure they play the Niners. I'd have to dig into the schedule yeah. again. Yeah, so there's a lot of head-to-head implications kind of for the rest of the division leaders, the way that those shake out in the standings. Um, and then after that, I go Dallas, uh the Rams and then the Seahawks barely squeaking in at seven. Okay. All right. So obviously, yeah, some, some, some change. The NFC Uh, is almost certainly going to be more interesting than the AFC. The AFC is top heavy. Whereas the NFC is, is more akin to the NFC West where there's just, there's a bunch of teams that are all going to beat each other up a little bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you have any, um, I know we didn't talk about awards or anything like that, but I wonder if we want to end on that. Who, who right now, like, what's any your early, early take for like MVP? MVP. Um, well, based on my standings, I mean, if Buffalo gets the one seed, that means that Josh I, Allen continued his ascension into heaven. Yeah. And so that that I think would probably be my my early uh, my early vote for that one, just because. I mean, if they if Buffalo gets the one seed, they are above Kansas City. That's I, I don't know how you can make the argument against it. I mean, he was one of the guys last year that was in contention and mm-hmm. beat out by Rodgers, and I, I think it would be time at that point to to toss him one of those. Yeah, that's actually who I have. I'm thinking too. I, even though I have them as the two, um, I I just think that MVP votes always they don't like to give the same guy. You know, like. Oh, he yeah. just won not too long ago, and so it's there's and, a reason why. Yeah, and my, and my my I guess like alternate my kind of if Josh Allen, you know, if the Bills are not atop the AFC if they don't skyrocket this year, kind of thing would probably be Tom Brady because I think the Bucks are going to have a nice season, and I think mm-hmm. Tom Brady is going to stay on his fantasy football team with three awesome receivers and two awesome tight ends and a great defense and a good scheme and warm weather. And he is going to put up nice numbers this year. I'm getting out ahead of it right now. No, see, I know what you're doing. You last I'm year, putting you kept, a bunch of caveats. Last year, you kept saying, oh, he's washed, he's washed, he's washed. And then it came back and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. And so now you're trying to go the exact opposite way. And I, I see what you're doing. It's called you're, you're, zigging when everyone else zags. And... Yeah, you're just, yeah, you know, I'm telegraphing it here. It's not as slick as you think. We're going to see if it works. I don't <laughs> think that, I don't think that fate is that smart. I don't think that it knows what I'm doing. Yeah. All right. Let's, I want to end things really quickly. Obviously, we're not going to be back before the first week of games ends. So we. That's such a beautiful sentence. We, we got to talk about. When we play or who we play, obviously tonight uh, opening day is the Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a horrible situation for Dak Prescott to get yeah. into week one. <laughs> and one of his offensive linemen has COVID and can't play, which is really something I was 
hopefully thinking I wouldn't have to be saying this year, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think the Bucks take this one at home. I think the Cowboys put up a nice fight, but I just I, I don't see a way that the Cowboys defense is as effective against the Bucks offense as the reverse, yeah. you know. I, I I can just hope for I, I want know. points. I, I just yeah, I just want some points. <laughs> we need points. I don't wanna have a welcome back like we did I think it was a couple years ago where it was the uh Bears Packers and it was like Oh, it was like nine to three or yeah. something. Yeah, it was. It was like just, ten three or it was thirteen horrible. six it was, or something. It was like thirteen crap. to six at the end, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, ah, one give me touchdown. Some more um. All right. What do you think the line is on that? Um. I think it's probably Bucks. Say minus six. Tampa Bay minus eight and a half. Over wow. under over under fifty one and a half. They are, Vegas is all in on Cowboys. Tampa, this, especially in this one. Well, I bet um, part of that is also you, you know I mean I bet there's a lot of people putting money on the Bucks, you know, recent Super Bowl champions, casual fans, stuff like oh, that. Oh, of course. But, yeah. Well, and also you know quarterback coming back from a seasoning injury against the other team, way all Dominican Sue is going to step on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Next game, Vikings at Bengals. Open, we have back-to-back on the road. Um, what do you think about the line on this game? What do you think it's at? The so that was Joe Burrow game, back for the first time. Joe Burrow back. It's in Cincinnati. Having said that, I would assume the Vikings are favored, but I would say probably not too much. And I think that's kind of colored by the fact that everyone on Twitter I see is a Vikings fan, and you guys are all talking about how you're being disrespected all the time. So I'm going to say Vikings two and a half. Vikings minus three, over okay, under yeah, 47 and a half. Yeah, so uh, I, I – so, so, so tell me how much that hurts your feelings. Not at all, actually. I mean, oh. like I said, like – a lot of unknown, like we're going to find out how, how it looks. And, um, I just want, I think there's going to be a very healthy dose of, of Dalvin, especially because the Bengals are very bad against the run or they were really bad last year. And they and they've done nothing to fix that. They didn't do anything to fix it. Uh, but also their cornerback situation is a mess. So I hope that it just, we, I, I, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if we, beat them by three scores. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to a game winning field goal for either side. You know, I, I, I'm, I don't know. Week one for me is always like, here we go. Don't know what to expect. I mean, I think as far as a test goes, this is kind of the Bengals are a good team where you're not playing the lions, but you're not playing a good team either. So you can kind of test the new system and, figure out where the leaks are without hopefully, you know, losing the game. I think that this is a pretty good situation for you guys. Yeah. Um, also, you're our, supposed to say that you were very upset about that because it's more inflammatory and gets people going. No, but uh shout out to, uh, as n- announced today before I close things with the Vikings, uh, Brian O'Neill was extended, which we knew it was coming. Like that's typically what like, we like to do right before the season or not going into the season with that kind of question mark. Um, so have you guys ever extended an offensive lineman before? I didn't know if that was, uh, yes, we have <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, Brian O'Neill, there was no worry that we weren't going to extend him. It was just a matter of when and how much and gave him a five year, 92 and a half million extension. Um, 
So he's here for another six years. And obviously on top of Darisaw for four year rookie deal or five with a fifth year option, we theoretically have our bookends for a while, which is nice. Um, the low, low price of $18.5 million per year. Yeah, but for a guy that's only allowed five sacks across his 1,702 pass-blocking snaps, it's pretty good. Yeah, when I looked him up after reading that news and I saw his stats, and I was like, all right, fine. That's, yeah. that, that makes sense. Yeah, he's he's worth it. <laughs> so He's uh, no Dozier, but <laughs> Very different position. But yeah, hopefully he gets some consistent guard play next to him. But it's not—I mean, he, we never—I never have to really worry about. I'm not like, oh shit, it's a human turnstile over there. But um, so happy with that. All right, let's go to your game. You play at 3:25. Was going to be in New Orleans, but yeah, now afternoon. you're going to be in Jacksonville. Yep, and we're going to be, you know, competing with the. Or I guess there are some good, some the, good new games, the new look Saints. The new look Saints, Jameis featuring LASIK. Um, it's going to be very interesting. I feel like it's not going to be like, it's almost going to be more interesting to watch the saints play than it will be to watch the Packers play. Because I feel like the Packers, at least from an offensive standpoint, are probably going to be very similar to last year in terms of the weapons and the scheme. Minus, minus Bakhtiari and Lynn. Yeah. So the, the offensive line is going to be interesting to see how they hold up because there's probably going to be two rookies starting on it so that's going to be a good stress test early i think that you know kind of like what we said for the Bengals, the saints defensive line they're not terrible they're not awesome so it'll kind of be a nice middle of the road test for them um to kind of see how they work together and I, I still, I just go back to, I'm really curious to see what Jameis on the saints, you know, officially as a starter, yeah. looks like because i think that's going to be what most people watching this game are watching the closest we all saw Jameis, but that was a wildly different system in tampa bay different coach just everything about it and there's a chance he could come out and be awesome but he also has no receivers to throw the ball to mm-hmm. um so i mean good lord willing we also don't have to play in new orleans so if the packers find a way to lose this one i will be quite disappointed yeah, I mean that's that's quite a quite a break. Um, it is interesting though. I did I don't know how truth true this is. I did see um, something on on Twitter where it's like, why was Jacksonville the location? Like why why there specifically? And uh, someone said someone didn't point out that apparently from Jacksonville or like getting flights. And like hotels or like itinerary from Green Bay area mm-hmm. to Jacksonville was the most expensive destination out of like the four that they were between. For so it's yeah. like yeah, and and to whoever and to whoever in the Saints organization that did that math and figured that out, I would like to uh, offer a crisp congratulations with the knowledge that that means absolutely nothing and yeah. will stop exactly zero Packer fans that were already looking into going to Jacksonville from going to Jacksonville. Yeah, I have a feeling there will be a fairly strong Packer presence there, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um. Are you going to quiz me? Yeah, okay, I was going to say. I think the line is four and a half Packers. Minus four Packers. Okay. Over under 50. Yeah, that 50 that all kind of tracks. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. The other, the only other tidbit I have about the Packers, uh, Devontae Adams was asked, I think it was either today or yesterday, uh, do you think that we're going to get the contract situation resolved before the season starts? And he said, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> so, you know, it's still anyone's game with the contract negotiations. Just I really, mean, it's, it's just going to depend on how much he loves Jordan Love, you know. If he wants to stick around for that or well, go play he, with his buddy. He wants to be the highest paid receiver in the league, and the Packers are like, cool, but DeAndre Hopkins is a myth. And he's like, no, he's <laughs> not. He's a real person. I've met him. You know? <laughs> um, all right. The other, other game I want to point out that we'll probably have to talk about because just because of the profile of it, Cleveland Browns going to Kansas City. Um, that one, The implications uh, of it, this game. This is a – this game – I mean, it's so it's. I wish that it wasn't week one, because mm-hmm. week one's always like. Well, I wish it was prime time if it's going to be week one. Well, I know. I, I I just wish that like, it was later in the year when both teams could really get rolling. Like I hate that the prime. I hate that the Sunday night game is the Bears Rams. Like that's that's annoying. Week one. I know yeah. it's to show off the new stadium, but like with fans in it. But I just come it's, on. It's wild to me. Because think about the two outcomes of this game. The Browns go in there and they win. Make a huge statement. Yeah. Kind of set the tone for the entire AFC, uh, you, you know, you'd think, over the course of the season. And, I mean, the Chiefs, who the last time we saw them were getting, you know, their doors blown off in the Super Bowl, lose at home week one against, you know, a projected playoff team. I mean, there's going to be some serious question marks there. And then the flip side of the coin, Chiefs go out and they win, and we're kind of just where we are right now, where everyone thinks the Chiefs are awesome and there's no problems at all. But things could get kind of dark for the Chiefs pretty fast here if they let this one slip. Yeah, I I just I can't. I, I like the Browns this year. I just can't see a world where they lose. But that just can where, where the Chiefs the last lose? four. Yeah. So yeah, seen and, last three, four and years. at home, and you know the bounce back game after that. Like I said, that Super Bowl performance. Yeah. I guess we've I never seen them. Right, we've never but... seen them come back after a loss in the Super Bowl. Because the first year of Mahomes, it was MVP where they lose on some unfortunate things to the Patriots when they were the one seed, and then uh, then they won this. They came back from that and won the Super Bowl the next year. Um, after Mahomes like dislocated his knee or whatever it was, like that that injury, yep. and then the year after that they got back to the Super Bowl and they got punched in the mouth, and so I I, I don't know I mean, like I've I've kind of always just thrown the book out because you can't expect them to I I just can't see a world when they are led by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and they're just not really good. I just. Yeah, and I definitely don't think there's a world where they're not good, but I think there might be some panic where, you know, the Chiefs have kind of made this this reputation for themselves, especially in the playoffs, where they come back from a 24-point deficit or whatever and win by 30. And it's just, you know, they kind of, they have this switch. and R.I.P. Texan fans. But then, yeah, yeah, R.I.P. Texan fans. Good luck this year, guys. Um, (laughs) But then you have the Super Bowl, and you're waiting for the switch. And nothing happens. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, is the switch broken? Or was that just, you know, one isolated incident and the Chiefs are still the Chiefs? And so I'm curious to see that. I think this will be a good test for them because, I, like I said before, I really do like the Browns this year. Yeah, I, I do too. I think both these teams will be playoff teams and not 
not a worry about it. Unless I mean these these everything I say about these predictions are barring serious injuries, you know, and whatnot. So yeah. Also, that, one that more thing. Yeah, one more thing to add to the Browns. I think OBJ is questionable at the time of recording, so he might mm-hmm. not be out there. But I mean, he wasn't out there for most of last season, so I don't know if that's huge, but it's yeah. something to keep an eye on. I think. I mean, they have their identity with Stefanski is they're going to lean on Chubb, open up the play action, and that's how they're going to beat teams. But. Yeah, I agree. All right. I think that's going to do it unless we want anything else that you have. Um, every other game, and there's some other int- intriguing ones. but There's some other stuff, and we can talk about it. And I, I think we just need to really you know, bring it full circle and say, hey, we made it. We're back. And, I mean, next week, Adam, we're going to have segments. I know. We're going yeah, to have segments. I don't even remember what segments were. It's been so long. Yeah. <laughs> i got to look back at what our segments were. We're going to have a, were. We're have a two-minute even... drill. Yeah, I know. I we we are going to be talking about you. This year might be a year of some new segments kind of coming in and seeing what we like. And um, but we're definitely going to have segments and have more a little more structure. Um, also, Pinky promised next week the audio quality will hopefully be back up to where it was before. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just I'm so excited that it's going to be back. We're going to have actual stuff to talk about because it feels like you know we did way more off season coverage this off season than we have in previous years, and that's yep. great. But it's almost like I forget that this isn't you know most of what we do is in the season, and so. Yeah. It's almost like this is the normal, and I just want to keep speculating. But we're going to actually talk about stuff. <laughs> I just, I, I, I can't wait. I mean, it's, it's, it's happening, and it's happening tomorrow. I don't today, know why. Like, I even though literally all of my life, last two plus decades, have just been. It's and if every NFL season ends with me being like sad. Where's the violin? Uh, Where is it? But I just. You know, I I don't know. I'm 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 always optimistic, and it's always going to have that beginning season optimism. So I'm just happy we're there. In the words of Michael Scott, I am ready to get hurt again. Absolutely. Um. Well, so I say thanks again for listening to another episode of Third and Forever, presented by Ten Thousand Takes. Go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, um. Screw you, Celine Dion. That still continues. My uh, God, what the fuck? Okay, sorry. You, just, you. you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10K. We post our episodes each week as well as clips from episodes, memes, content, jokes, you know, everything, news, everything, everything and anything NFL related. You can also find links to me and Kevin on there as well as a couple of our guys that we're involved with, um, everyone over at 10K. Guys, we made it. We're here. I'm so happy to say that the 2021-2022 NFL season is finally upon us. We did it. We did it. Any final words, Kevin? We're back.